Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Luke John Louis, the host of the Deep Voice Man Show. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, we have a special treat in store for you guys. Uh, our guest uh, today is Tony Mizell, and uh, he's an individual that takes struggling non-video speakers and presenters and transforms them into confident and effective communicators in their area of expertise. He's a coach and consultant, and uh, he specializes in social media management, uh, video and content creation and editing, as well as business development and brand strategies uh, through a firm that uh, he founded called Mark Your Trade. Uh, he is a sole proprietor, but he is trying to transition his firm to uh, being an agency, which is exciting. <laughs> so... Um, Without further ado, I'd love to get this going. Um, I wanted to first, uh, though, thank uh, Tony for coming on. I know he's a very busy man, and he was able to carve out some time in his pack schedule to sit down and have a chat with us. So we are so lucky. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Tony. And uh, so to start off, I, I just would love to know, like, you know, the more about your background and, and how you first gravitated toward doing what you do today. Absolutely. It's a pleasure being on your show here, Luke. Thank Thanks. you very much for having me. A little bit deep voice, by the way, as well. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, the deep voice is the reason why, you know, people always kept saying that, well, why don't you do something with it? And, you know, you have a radio voice. So I said, all right, I'll have my own show and put it out there so, for the world to hear and be entertained by and, you know, and I can get to interview great people, so it's it's a win win win. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Same for me. That was a part of my part back when I was in college. My major was mass communications, and it was wow. actually on radio. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, wonderful! Great, great. It's interesting uh, because they say podcasts are now eclipsing radio, uh, or about to eclipse radio, which is amazing. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, doing a podcast and growing my listenership, it's uh, it's rough going in the in the beginning, but it takes a couple of months. But then, you know, once you continue to grind, uh, you get to where you, you need to be. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm curious um, what what uh, if you can talk about your background and uh, and how you first got into, uh, you know, consulting and being a coach and helping not, you know, speakers communicate. Absolutely. What got me into doing consulting in the first place is I, I feel like I've always had a side gig. I feel like we could relate from when I was younger and mm-hmm. before I had the conception of being a full-on entrepreneur or even just delving in there, you have to start somewhere. So I had mm-hmm. a lot of different jobs and I had a business when I was younger as well. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I, I always wanted that steady income, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I had and I didn't understand what the, actually the steady income is or the perceptions of such because job mm. was the part on there. But what I realized through coaching and consultancy and just becoming a full entrepreneur in the future mm. or where I'm at currently is that it takes, one, a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Which a lot of people can relate to. If, if you're having and you're considering it right now, just know right now is it's well yeah. worth it, it's well-deserving, but it is a lot of work, and it takes a lot of time and sacrifice to do. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. aren't willing to do. <laughs> so, right. But, right. Yeah. 
that's yeah, so it got me. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that being an entrepreneur is not for everyone. Um, that's absolutely true. Uh, not everyone can make the sacrifice. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yes. Oh no, you're you're fine. It, it, I I definitely believe it's it's well worth it though, and it's well yeah. worth doing the effort, mm-hmm. doing what it takes to to get to that point. And even when you get to that point, you're always wanting to get better and become greater at what you're doing. Right. Absolutely. Um, it's definitely a challenge, but uh, I find it interesting how so many people can start a business, uh, but then they, they spend more time on it as opposed to when they were an employee, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, obviously it goes back to the sacrifice. And as the business grows and builds, maybe they can kind of lay off a little bit, delegate, kind of, you know, and um, allocate, uh, you know, to hire more people and allocate, you know, activities to each person. And so it gives you uh, more time, freedom, flexibility over time, Uh, which, uh, you know, that's a great thing about being an entrepreneur. Uh, You know, there's a book, I don't know if you ever read it, called The E-Myth by Michael E. Gerber, where he talks about how business owners have to work on their business, not just work in their business. And he talks about how to be hands-off and kind of, you know, have your business, you know, uh, you run without you, you know. Uh, and I, it looks like you're in the process of doing that, obviously. Right? You're a sole proprietor, and you're trying to transition to an agency uh, where, obviously, you have to bring on more people and, and you know, who, who take on more of the activity they used to do, which is so hard for entrepreneurs, yeah, to, to kind of give up control, so to speak. Yeah, yeah it, um, it definitely takes a lot of work and – you have to be willing to put in the work. You have to be willing to right. put in the sacrifice in order mm-hmm. to, to get that part because in life you're always trading time for money most of the mm-hmm. time or that's what it is. And the, the key is, is what I've learned mm-hmm. is you have to make sure that your money is working for you and not the other way around. That's very mm-hmm. essential, especially in business, because if your business right. isn't designed to scale. So I've been doing a lot of challenges <laughs> lately yeah. and learning from a yeah. lot of other different entrepreneurs. But Dan Locke, mm. I'm not sure if you've ever followed or read Dan Locke at all. Mm. But Dan, Dan I'm Locke not is too the, familiar with him. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, okay. He's the owner of HTC or High Ticket Closer. Part, and he's wow. also known as the Asian Dragon. And uh, I guess the people who follow her in his program, Sifu, which is another term for sensei. Or, wow. Yeah, since <laughs> And he does a lot of different businesses, and I've been mm. learning a lot from his studies. Because, mm. well, I mean, there's a lot of great ones out there. Learning is a great essence. <laughs> right. No, I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So I'm definitely going to look look him up. I'm curious. Um, I'm, I, I'd love to know, what is the current state of, you know, obviously coaching, consulting, and, you know, business development now. I know that there's been a lot of challenges, um, you know, posed by the pandemic. Well, how, do you, how do you say things are going right now, uh, so to speak? Things are going right now, I would say, great. I mean, there's a lot of people in businesses that were hurt by the pandemic. Don't right. get me wrong. And sure. it was one heck of a learning curve and experience for me because I was used to working for brick-and-mortar yeah. companies or people that had brick-and-mortar businesses. And mm. when 
that shift happened, which happened to a lot mm. of people, I had to adapt very quickly. Like I had utilized online technology, and I knew about Zoom already, and I knew about Calendly mm. and some of the other stuff that entrepreneurs use, but I wasn't fully utilizing that until mm. <laughs> the pandemic shifted. So right. when there was that shift, it made it equally challenging for me mm. a, with my learning curve to adapt a little bit. But I would say for business right now, it's doing pretty good. It's really great. It's all about perception as well. You know, some mm. people, you, they see that they're not doing great, but they are. So you got to celebrate your small wins wherever you may be in. Right. <laughs> definitely, definitely. That's amazing. You know, it's interesting how, you know, I speak to a lot of folks who say something similar. And, and, you, and you said great in terms of how things are going. It, it's interesting how with crisis there comes opportunity. Um, you know, there's a, I don't know, there's a character uh, or a symbol rather in a Chinese Mandarin symbol for, for crisis, which also includes op- the opportunity, the symbol for opportunity, which is amazing. <laughs> and for you, you kind of adapted. You, 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 were, you were given lemon and you kind of made lemonade and you, you took on that learning curve and you were able to, to, to thrive. And, you know, because it's interesting how with brick and mortar you have to be there, but online you can you can you can service even more people and uh so there's a silver lining there's a i would say a gold lining uh you know in terms of how people are able to expand their business uh despite the pandemic or because of the pandemic which is which is crazy which is really interesting now i'm curious obviously there'll be a world where that's post-pandemic um hopefully it comes sooner rather than later (laughs) you know we all hope now, where do you, where do you see the future? And uh, when it comes to coaching, consulting, and business development, and whatnot, where do you where do you see it going in the future? Where do you see yourself in that future? So, how I foresee the future that's going to be coming out of it. I see that the pandemic has shifted everything. It's not going mm-hmm. back the way it was. That's my right. firm belief when it comes to that. Our society as a culture just from people working remotely that like working remotely. It gives them flexibility. It gives them a little bit more time with their families if they have kids. Mm. And mm. just what she does in general, I believe that's mm. seeing as an ongoing trend, pandemic mm. or not. So I see this trend right. going on for quite some time. And mm. I see a lot of people adapting to, to the online space and having to learn that how to utilize and social media and how to communicate even more effectively on social media and social media outlets mm. or just on the online space just in general. Mm. I see myself mm. putting in there because I'm, I'll help manage some of that in the tail back end because I don't see myself <laughs> switching out of that mm. <laughs> career field anytime right. soon. It's a very lucrative field. A lot of businesses need it. A lot mm. of entrepreneurs need it as well. I mean, if you've got mm. seven to 20 accounts that you're managing for social media or mm. they're editing or their content creation, all that stuff mm. in my agency will be doing mm. in the future as opposed to just me. <laughs> right. So that's always right. a huge plus. Wow, that's amazing because, you know, I guess what you're saying is there, there's going to be a new normal. It's never going to go back to pre-pandemic. You know, a lot of people say there'll be a new normal, so there'll be more of a hybrid. There'll still be in-person activities but people will still be using Zoom more than they did before and, and working remotely. More people will be doing that than they did before. 
Um, yeah, you know, but I, I believe a lot of people think there'll be, there's no replacement, obviously, for in-person communication, but you'll see a lot less of it than you did before because people, you know, like working remotely with, because of the time flexibility and whatnot, and they're closer to their family and their children. So I think a lot of people are, you know, a lot of businesses are just going to have to adjust to that, that new reality, you know, and we don't know when that, that future will come when it's post-pandemic. You know, it may take a year or maybe two. And we'll have to, to wait and see. Um, so I, I'm curious. Um, obviously, you've helped a lot of people, a lot of your uh, clients. Uh, do you have any moving or entertaining stories from your career of, of how you've helped others or, 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 or based on any other issue, I suppose? There, there's just a lot. I mean, there was in particular one story that would st- stick out, hmm. to be honest. Okay. I think it, no uh, our whole whole synergy is to ultimately help people and help yourself <laughs> in, right. in the process, just in, in mm-hmm. uh, reality. I mean, knowledge is a good, useful tool, but if it's not monetized, I mean, that, that's business in general. A lot of people don't realize that. I, I feel as that things mm-hmm. evolve, especially on the online space with the pandemic, the more people want to get seen, like the attention is a new thing. If you look at all the platforms that we use now, Instagram, TikTok, mm. Twitter, all that stuff, mm. the stupidest stuff gets the most attraction <laughs> if, right. if you look at it. And it, what it comes down to, especially in business, is to get that attention but do, to do it in a right way so that you can help other people right. realize their value. I mean, right now in our society, I think, as of any time as any, this would be the best time if you haven't wanted to start a business or do it. This would be the good time to start learning because things are still slow. Right. Things are not going right. back or haven't went back to full. Mm. Things have evolved, obviously, or gotten back, starting going the right way of post-pandemic. But this would be the perfect time to learn those different skill sets, to learn another asset to mm. do that because I think the world has woken up to the part of that a normal job, my personal opinion, I, I believe that a normal job just doesn't cut it for anybody. There's many right. people, especially in New York City, they're working one, two, three just to get by. Mm. You know? And then with the pandemic, they're doing that, they're out of work, and they're still trying to look for other jobs, which is only in the online space. So whatever mm. the better time to open up something to explore what you're going to be really good at or mm. what type of skill set you can use than right now. Right. Because right. we'll take this fast forward five, ten years from now, like we were talking about in our last question. What, what are you going to do then if something mm. else hits? I mean, right. <laughs> right. You, you really don't know. Like the pandemic in itself, it's changed our society how it is completely. On right. top of the fact that, you know, we, the mm. pandemic also allows a lot of things to happen. And it doesn't come around except for. When, when is it, we ever had a pandemic in our generation? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? once a century, yeah, kind of thing. You know? So you have to um, utilize that time. Right. You have to kind of take advantage of the opportunity because right now it's a golden opportunity. Things have slowed down and for people to learn and adapt and perhaps, you know, be an entrepreneur, you know, learn about what's going on in the online realm uh, and space, whatnot. So, yeah. I do think people should take advantage of this opportunity to acquire knowledge. And I'm all about acquiring knowledge. That's why 
I like to speak to successful people like yourself. And uh, <laughs> um, I'm curious. Uh, obviously, we met through networking, and we, we sort of hit it off. We, we stayed in touch, and uh, we're connected through social media, uh, LinkedIn and whatnot. Um, you know, obviously, networking is so important, and uh, I guess it gets a bad rap with some people. And, you know, it's so important to also get referrals. Um, most entrepreneurs, they want to get to a point where they're solely or mostly relying on referrals. And so it's important to build relationships. What, what advice would you give to people when it comes to networking? You know, even for job hunters or people who already have jobs and they want a better job. I mean, what networking and referral advice would you give to folks? I would say when I talk to people that have a hard time either speaking or getting in front of an audience or speaking mm. just online is to acknowledge your fear and just get over it. <laughs> just acknowledge what you're <laughs> get to be doing that it's fearful yeah. yes it might be a little bit scary and just go over and then start talking to people mm. we have the most powerful device in our hands right now just right. looking back it, if you think about it before phones were really big before phones had video capabilities and things that people mm. don't remember the time when there was dictionaries libraries were really huge there was Google yeah. wasn't really utilized YouTube was mm. hardly even around, and we yeah. have all those parts out of our, our fingertips right now. Right. I think th the easiest way to network is just putting yourself out there, at least getting some like mm. exposure. Even if I'm pretty sure most people even listen to this podcast, they have some type of social media outlet, whether it be mm. Facebook, Instagram, even how we connected Shape or something of that nature, some type of a network mm. platform or social media where they probably have no less than, I would say, 100 people. And mm. even with those maybe basic 100 people, they can start reaching out to networking because mm. that's what networking is. Uh, mm. Building up that relationship or getting to know a person so they know, like, and trust you to obviously mm. either do business with you or just develop a relationship for the future. Oh, who mm. knows what you can build? But I, I really mm. feel that that's one of the tips and tricks that I act like to teach mm. my clientele. Okay. Well, definitely. That's amazing advice. You, um, you obviously talked about how some people may be introverted and maybe shy, but they should just acknowledge the fear and just drive right through it, which I think is great advice. And you talked about how technology is it's so advanced at this point. You, it's, e it's, easy, it's easier to network now than it was in the past. Obviously, you have all this information at your fingertips with your, you know, everyone's got their smartphone and there's no more yellow pages and, anymore. You, you, all the information's <laughs> online. And, you know, there used to be a time, by the way, I remember when people thought dating, you know, meeting people through the Internet was weird. And, you know, now they say upwards of, you know, 40% of relationships start through digital or online means, which is so technology has really revolutionized the way we meet people, the way we communicate with people, how relationships are created and how they're maintained so that, you know, people really need to jump on it. And you said people can network anywhere, you know, um, you know, on your phone or people you meet here and there. Um, so, yeah, there's incredible opportunity there. You know, you said before, right now, the golden opportunity, people really need to jump on it, so to speak. Um, so, you know, I, which is great advice. Now, obviously, when it comes to referrals, when people know, like, and trust you, that's when they're more likely to, you know, give you business or, or know someone that, that you can work with as a client to introduce you to. Um, so I think the knowing, liking, trusting part you mentioned is so important. 
you know. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so I'm curious. Obviously, um, you know, we, we live in a society where we do have certain social ills. Uh, unfortunately, you know, there's discrimination here and there, racism, sexism, homophobia, and whatnot. Um, you are uh, an African-American individual, a person of color, right? And I, I'm uh, actually Filipino-American. <laughs> but Oh, you yes. are? Yes. Oh, I apologize for that. My um, Sorry about that. I made a mistake. As an Asian-American person, I'm curious. Um, what do you, have you faced any discrimination, um, you know, on your journey? And if you have, how have you overcome it? Absolutely. I, I think I don't think I would say I would know there always be the good and bad in society, whether it's mm-hmm. in where you go. I you can take any state, any culture, and you're gonna find good and you're gonna find bad. And sometimes I right. have ran in that adversity. But my mythology is I don't care who you are, what your gender preference is, how this is, you treat me with respect, I'm going to treat you with respect. That's mm. what it really comes down to. And if, if they cross that line, obviously, I, mm. I can choose not to do business with them. It's our most powerful mm. tool, our choice. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's so true. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, it's their loss. You know, and uh, but it's interesting how, you know, you you know it could happen, but you know you have to just carry on, push through, work with the people who will work with you, and there is opportunity available for anyone and everyone if they work hard and try hard. So, um, I'm curious, what what advice would you give to someone who wants to start a similar career to to what you have right now, where they're you know maybe an entrepreneur. And they're working as a consultant and coach and helping people with speaking, communicating, and social media and branding and whatnot. What, what advice would you give to them to get to get going? My advice to them would be to manage their time and know what their, their goals are. Create the perfect – know what you're working with. Track everything. Track mm. where your spending is. Track who mm. your perfect customer is. What, mm. what clientele, what you're doing what's your schedule throughout the week Mm. and then start implementing, have your systems in place before you start implementing whatever that's going to be doing, especially for transitioning from an entrepreneur trying to grow bigger to scale up your Mm. business because of the fact that that's most important to do with your, your time management, I feel, because me being a parent, I have to make sure that, I'm 100% in wherever I am. So mm. if I am on for a call with my kids, then I give them that time. And then if this part is, I want, I'm really strict and I put those boundaries into place saying, hello, kiddos, I'm going to be doing this during this time, so you have to respect daddy's time. And when we do this, I'm going to put you, we'll go do this nice event or whatever. We'll go mm. to the park, we'll go to the movies, mm. well, movies are back open here in New York. <laughs> or we'll, right. we'll just go to some place and play. Know, and do something for them, but then they would mm. acknowledge between this time and this time, mm. Mm. and that's where, because I know there's a lot of other parents. It can't just be me out there that are working yeah. at Rome and dealing with kids and stuff as well, and I realized mm. that this, what you, they start understanding this is your time. Now, if you have that and a toddler on top of it, like I have, mm. it makes it a little bit more challenging, but they're still able to learn and you can teach them or condition them in order to say, hey, this is our time, so respect this mm. time. 
so we could do more of those type of my best advice is to do that and get around people that want what you have. So those mm. are my two pieces of advice. So if you are currently an entrepreneur, you're doing pretty decent money, making $10,000, you want to go over the 50K mark, to get around people that are already doing that. 50K, wow. I uh, want to go to 100K or a mil, to get around people that do that and always do that. There's a saying where well, there's this misconception I feel that people that are in the lower classes or don't make a whole lot of money think that all the rich are just up for themselves and mm. they want to just provide for the rich. I don't think that's necessarily true because if you actually look at that, how statistics work, the rich donate to a lot of other companies. I mean, just with the mm. pandemic alone, they were saying online that $98 billion were in donation just for the funding of the vaccine, mm. supplies, wow. aid. That's a lot of money. So I don't think it's that's the case. I believe mm. that, that people do more business with people that are wealthy, obviously, mm. but mm. I don't think that the wealthier out to get people, if that makes sense. <laughs> and that's just my personal right. thought. <laughs> no problem. No, I, I totally agree. Uh, and you gave us a lot of excellent advice there. Um, you know, you told us uh, that if you want to get to a level, you know, you want to connect with, hang out with folks that are at that level already so they can kind of teach you, guide you, mentor you. You know, as Tony Robbins says, success leaves clues. You know? and, right. Yeah, and it's true that um, there's a lot of myths about there about the wealthy. Um, and there's a book I always recommend to people called The, the Millionaire Mind uh, by Eckert, where he talks about if you hate the wealthy or think these negative things about the wealthy, you can never become one of them, so to speak. Um, so, you know, a lot of people have to kind of change their mindset and their views of the wealthy. That's certainly true. And, you, you know, you talked about managing your time very well, and people definitely should manage their time. Time is actually our most valuable asset, more valuable than money, okay. actually. Um, oh, yeah. So I totally You'd be surprised how many it. people I talked to would say the opposite. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> well, uh, well, I mean, hopefully, we're you know, with this uh, episode, we can educate some folks. And, you know, obviously, it's important to manage your money as well. And you also mentioned um, the perfect customer, how a lot of people starting off, it's, it, I guess it's good to find a niche or maybe your ideal customer, um, you know, that you want to kind of reach out to and, a lot of entrepreneurs say that that's important. And obviously when you manage all these things, figure all these things out, you want to have those systems in place, like you mentioned. And, you know, it's, uh, it's curious. You also mentioned how you have, uh, you know, you're a parent, just like a lot of other people. And you have the discipline that the kids know when you're busy, you're busy, but you, you make time for them, which is so critical to have that sort of time life. Um, how do I say this? That work-life balance. Um, so I think that's, that's great. Um, I'm curious, what, what advice would you give someone who's looking for a consultant, who's looking for a coach when it comes to speaking better, when it comes to managing their social media or, you know, when it comes to business development and branding, I mean, obviously they can go to you and you can help them out, you know, tremendously and thoroughly, but what, what advice would you give to folks who are looking to work with a a coach or consultant in, in those, those areas? I would say, one, trust your gut always. Mm. So if, whether it be me or whoever you're working with, if you don't vibe with me, then don't work with me. Or if I can't, vice versa, this is why 
going back to your other question as well, I feel if the synergy just isn't there, then mm. it's not going to be a good fit for either one of the parties. So mm. I, I would say definitely make sure that you guys click with each other. And also, mm. I think that it would be beneficial to at least do a little bit of research on that person. So just go on how many followers or something like mm. that. Get to, get to know what they are and if they're going to buy with you. So example, there's a point in time in my life before I became a coach that I was looking at all these other different coaches and I didn't know which mm. one was actually going to do it. I was kind of just shooting out off of my hip. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Oh, okay. This might, this might work. This won't be, but when my feel, when I figured out exactly what that is, when I was looking for, you know, looking for that right coach of business development, as opposed to like a fitness coach or a holistic coach or a motivational coach. And I had to go mm. through all that part as opposed to right. just doing with the one, then it makes more sense. Right. So know what you're looking for, not only for if you become an entrepreneur client, but even when you're not and you're just out mm. there figuring out what you're trying to do, mm. start writing down exactly what you want to do or who you want right. to be and then go mm. all in on the, in that one area mm. as opposed to, okay, they're, they're a coach, but they're not necessarily, they might have this wealth, mm. they might have this body, they might have these nice cars, but in that reality, if they're still not vibing with you, you mm. won't deal with that coach for long. I promise you mm. that. Right, right, right. No, that's great advice. Um, you talked about trust your gut. Um, it's so important to follow your intuition. The most successful people they found uh, through studies um, you really say that uh, that intuition was the key, one of the keys to their success. Um, you know, you have, everyone has that, that intuition, that's that sixth sense that they really need to follow. And, and it's so important to vibe with people. You, you talked before about how people have to know, like, and trust you. So again, you want to click with the person, have that vibe because it, then it, it, you know, even if they seem qualified, if it's just not working out, it, you know, because of personality mismatch, then it's just going to, you know, not work out. Um, and it's so important to obviously do your research, um, you know, go online, Google, um, look at reviews. Um, it's also important to look, you know, seek out referrals from people, you know, you know, like, and trust, um, if they got along with the person, maybe, you know, maybe they'll get along with this. You'll get along with this individual rather. Um, and it's so important to write things down. I'm a big believer in writing it, you know, things down that you want to happen. Um, so, or you want to have. So yeah, that's great advice. I'm curious. In in addition to that, um, what important life lessons, uh, you know, have you learned yourself, or you've learned from others that you'd love to to share with us? I would say one of my greatest life lessons, and even my kids teach me a lot too. The good thing about kids. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> so, so there's two I like, I like to share thoroughly is. When it comes sure. to business, make sure that you're tracking everything. Make sure mm. that you track everything and in your personal life as well. Mm. And the reason mm. that is, is if you don't know where you're coming from or you're just kind of going willy-nilly to the wind, then you're not going to be getting anywhere for any results. You're just kind of coasting through life. But if mm. you do parts of, I'm a fan of meditation and journaling mm. and those mm. go in tandem, they help me track not only where I'm going or potentially going, but I track from where I was. I mean, mm. I wrote a, a couple of journals or some letters to myself 10 years ago, reread those, and 
the evolution that I see from then to now is just mm. astounding. And it mm. kind of also reaffirms how you're you're doing. I mean, we get through life as adults going through, we get beaten day after day, money, bills, kids, mm. rent, all that stuff. Right. But you right. don't take the time to realize your small losses or actually what you are actually doing to accomplish. That's why I feel like journaling and tracking everything you're doing personally and then on your business mm. side as well helps immensely. I also mm. realized over my course of time, which my kids help reaffirm this part as well, because my my sons are really smart as well as my daughter. Um, all of them are very smart kids, and so they're always questioning me. Well, <laughs> like, why do you do wow. this way? Why do we need to do this part for the website? They they want to be entrepreneurs in the future as well. One's got a slime wow. business. The other one is working on a gaming uh, industry, and he's doing a graphic design for T-shirts. Wow. I'm teaching him how to do that as well. They're wow. fairly young, I would say, but I'm definitely wow. putting them in, in that mindset to do wow. that. But they always like, well, I remember my son asked this question. He was getting a little, you know, a smart ass. <laughs> and he told me, yeah. no, you know what, Dad? I don't think you're right. In fact, you know what? I, I don't need your help. I can just go Google it. And I said, hey, uh-huh. hey, hey, you think that's true? He's like, yeah. I said, hey, I want you to go do something for me. He's like, what? I said, I want you to go Google life experience. And he says, what? I said, that's right. You can't, you can't Google life experience. You got to live it. And he was just blown. Yeah. Like the look on his face was priceless. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but wow. I was going to say that Google, although it's great, it can teach you a whole lot of stuff. There are just some parts that you can't be in until you're in it. I mean, right. that goes for kids marriage, divorce, all mm. those have a realm part. People get to do it all the time, like, oh, okay, I've seen this part and knew this part, mm. but it's the same part. I was really good with kids before I had kids, but it's so much mm. different having mm. your own children as opposed to just being in a daycare or being a uh, youth pastor mm. or music worship mm. leader or anything like that. It's a right. different experience. Wow. Okay, so that's amazing. Um, you know, you, you talked a lot about uh, meditation and journaling, and, um, and, and those are one of the key habits of successful people. And, again, you talked about tracking. Um, it's so important to, to manage uh, your time and your money, like you said before. And, you know, it's, so you see where everything's going, and writing everything down helps. Um, goalkeeping is one of the success habits that I always recommend to others. Um, and it's interesting how your kids are so precocious. You know, they have all these questions for you, and they're budding entrepreneurs, and they have someone like you as a father and a mentor to help them, uh, whatnot, which is incredible. Uh, I'm curious, what what books um, would you recommend to people that you've read yourself that you find to be very inspiring um, and have helped you on your journey? Uh, are there any books that you like best? I have two books that I would highly recommend. Well, there's a lot more. I've read a lot of books <laughs> over well, the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah. But two that tend to stick out the most for me that made a huge, solid impact just in my mindset from the first read is one, there's a book called The Happiness Advantage by Sean Inkor, and or Core, but I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. 
But yeah. that is a written book to read, which mm-hmm. basically goes in the process of happiness and what the perceptions of how life is and how people perceive the world. Mm-hmm. But that's a very good book. And the other book is called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. sure if you've ever read that book, but it talks a lot about how you can change your habits, obviously, but also the processes and the perceptions and the misconceived notions of habits and how people view the world as well and how you can mm. shift that. So you can be more effective mm. at life. <laughs> Wonderful. You know, I've actually read both books um, and they're both sort of like bestsellers. Um, the, the Sean Anchor book, he talks about, happy, you know, like you said, happiness is one of the keys to success and how you have to have that in order to be successful. And the atomic habits is so critical about building habits um, and it seems like you have one, you have many of the success, success habits. Um, one of them you mentioned is reading. A lot of successful people like Bill Gates read a ton. Um, so those book recommendations are, are beyond excellent. I'm curious, um, are you ever going to write a book yourself? I'm actually in the process of writing a book. I'm looking at between March and May having it done, published, and edited, edited <laughs> during that time. Wow. I'm actually in the current process of that doing right now, which wow, has been in about wow. a good year making, <laughs> year, year and a wow. half making at the end of 2019. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, um, I'm going to, I have to say once you come out with that book, uh, once it's published, I'll be the first person to buy a copy. Uh, so you have one customer already. Yeah, All right. Well, thank uh, you. <laughs> So, um, and I also recommend to everyone to get a podcast too. Um, it really helps uh, in terms of promoting yourself um, and networking and creating content. Uh, if you ever did that, I'd also be a listener, loyal listener. Um, just throwing that out there. And I'm curious, can you? And it's actually it's so great that you're already in the process of writing a book. So many people I talk to, they you know they shy away from writing a book or they don't know if they they'll do it. But you're already kind of on it. So a lot of these habits and uh, you're doing already, which I think is beyond incredible. I'm curious, can you describe all the ways that people can uh, get in touch with you and reach out to you so they can have someone like you in their network or to perhaps utilize or if they know someone who can utilize your services as a coach and consultant? Absolutely. If you see me on Chamber like you did, feel free to connect with me there. <laughs> or <laughs> there's also – LinkedIn and Facebook as well. And, and then you mainly use LinkedIn and Facebook. Just so you know, I'll have the, the links uh, for the, your contact info. It will be available in the episode description box so people can see it right there on the screen. And, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I just wanted to say I wanted to, um, uh, to thank you uh, for coming on and being a guest and, uh, on this show and thinking this to be a worthwhile endeavor, which, which it is, and you know, uh, the guests make the show, and you've been an excellent guest. You've given us quite a lot of valuable information to absorb. Uh, this is an episode I'll definitely be listening and, and re-listening to, and I think a lot of the, the people in the audience will be inspired, definitely by the book recommendations alone. And I, I'm curious, I guess, as the show wraps up, do you have any, um, you know, any last word or send-off that you want to say or mention? Obviously, whatever you do or whoever decides doing it is put everything you have into it and mm. obviously never put all your eggs in one basket. So mm. 
That's why people just don't stick with one job anymore. <laughs> but outside of that. <laughs> right, right, right. Wow. That's such critical advice. Thank you so much for that. And I wanted to go ahead and thank the audience for listening. And I want to go ahead and thank you, Tony, for being a guest. Um, thank you so and much. Thank you, Luke. On. You are awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for that. I, I really appreciate that. And uh, again, so thank, thank you guys in the audience. Thank Tony. And I'm going to see you guys all back in the uh, next episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Everyone have a wonderful day. Take care. Hey guys, before you go, just real quick, um, if you can just do me a favor, if you can head over uh, to the uh, Apple Podcast app, and if you're not there already, and if you can leave me a five-star review, that would be great. Um, If you love the show, if you can just go ahead and do that, and that will help uh, to spread the word about the show, and other people can enjoy the show as much as you do. And so if you can do that, that would mean the world to me. And also, if you want to email me uh, with any feedback or any praise or support, um, please feel free to go ahead and do that. And you can also email me to request to be put on our email list. Uh, So uh, we can uh, send you out emails uh, when new episodes come out. So uh, thank you very much for being a fan of the show. Thank you for listening to the show and supporting the show. So if you can do that, go out and give us a a five-star review on the Apple Podcast uh, app. Uh, That would be great. And if you can email us so we can put you on the email list and email us with feedback and praise, that would be amazing. Uh, Thank you so much, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye.